the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Tuesday, September 28th. Waivers for week four coming at you here on the podcast today. We're going to dive right into it. As you know, each week I rank the waiver wire options for you. They may not be available in your league per se, but I like to cast a wide net. There are 38 players on the list this week for defensive streamers. I'll also tell you uh, the, let's see, five defenses, if I'm already rostering them, that I'm just going to continue to play them this week. Otherwise, I, I likely will move on from said defense, like the Cleveland Browns, for example. I have enjoyed rostering them, but they face the Minnesota Vikings. So I uh, don't necessarily love that matchup right there. But regardless, we'll talk about that later on, plus the guys we are holding and the guys we are dropping. At the top of my list, you might actually be surprised. It isn't Chuba Hubbard. So Christian McCaffrey is not going to injury reserve. So I don't think it's worth blowing all of our fab money or your waiver priority on Chuba Hubbard because you're likely only going to get a week or two. You know, you're going to get a, a quick, hey, Alexander Madison last week, for example. That was pretty nice, but it's likely a one-weeker. Now, there is value, obviously, to holding Chuba Hubbard. So I'll tell you where I am with him in a second. But the guy at the top of my list this week, believe it or not, is Zach Moss. I, all right, Buffalo, I guess you're. this is just what we're going to have to deal with here. Week one, inactive. Week two, barely played, even though he scored the two touchdowns. Now out snapping uh, Devin Singletary. And obviously, that's pretty darn important. If he's out there, I'm going to go 25% on him. I now go back to my original take on him. Remember, back in fantasy football draft season, he was one of the running backs I wanted to go after if you were punting your second running back spot. And this is kind of the reason why, what we saw last week. So we've come, we've come full circle with Zach Moss. I'd go 25%, like I said, on him. And the reason why I like him over Chuba Hubbard is because this is not a handcuff situation. This guy could very well be the lead back going forward, and if that offense continues to look as good as it did in week three, Zach Moss is going to be an RB2. That's pretty aggressive, I know, but that's where we are with Zach Moss. At number two on my list, Alexander Madison, he showed he is the premium handcuff that we thought he was this past week, putting up major numbers in place of Dalvin Cook. We know Dalvin Cook gets banged up. So go 20. I'm going 20% on Alexander Madison. And I tell you what, if I am grabbing Alexander Madison now, he was widely added last week. I know he's probably not available in your league, but if he is and I'm adding him, I'm committing to him. Alexander Madison is on my roster for the rest of the season. Come hell or high water, I am committing to him. I'm grabbing him and stashing him. Why? Because if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, we now know the potential. Now, he may not get hurt, and unfortunately, those are the breaks in fantasy football. But if I am adding him, I'm not adding him this week, and then next week when Dalvin Cook is back and Alexander Madison had four touches, to then say, uh, uh, should I drop Alexander Madison? No, that's not why. We're, we're not chasing last week's fantasy points. We're chasing future fantasy points if Cook goes down. Uh, also at 20%, number three on my list, Cole Beasley. I, all right, I'll bite. If you're going to see this kind of target volume, I will, I will certainly bite on Cole Beasley. And I do think this is sustainable in this offense. Beasley and Diggs are the top two targets. I'll talk about Emmanuel Sanders in a little bit. 
Uh, definitely lower on him than maybe some others are. But Beasley, if he gets that kind of volume in a PPR, sign me up. All right, Chuba Hubbard at four. 15% on him. I'm not going overboard on Chuba Hubbard because, like I said, I do think this is a short-term rental car here. This is not us getting Chuba Hubbard for the rest of the season as the top dog in the Carolina backfield, and it's Mike Davis 2.0. It's not going to be that. Will he be an RB2 if McCaffrey doesn't play, which it looks like he will not for the next week or two? Very likely. I haven't done rankings yet, but very likely. Don't you love it when I can't answer my own question? Very likely, though. 15%. Let somebody else spend 35, 45, 50% on Chuba Hubbard and save your money for another player. Cordero Patterson at number five. Okay. I guess I believe this now. Remember, one week can be a fluke. Two weeks is a trend. If we see it three weeks in a row, then it is, it's here to stay. So we'll see what happens next week here uh, with Cordero Patterson. But 15% on him. The beauty to Patterson, especially if you are on a commissioner site where he's wide receiver eligible, is he, he's getting 10-plus touches. For a wide receiver, that's just a cheat code. Now, on top of it, uh, even if he's just a running back, his heavy involvement in the passing game, the fact that this team is very likely to be playing from behind a lot this season, all bodes well for Patterson. And I don't think this is Mike Mike Davis's dead to rights. Mike Davis still has value, but Patterson does as well. Number six, my guy, Marquez Callaway, caught a, oh no, Jameis Winston throw for a touchdown last week. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, Jameis. Uh, on to the next one. Don't ever do that again, though. Um, he's had some tough matchups here, but he's been widely dropped. I'm going 12% on Marquez Callaway. He's the number one receiver in New Orleans. I, there's value to that. Uh, Jacoby Myers, 12% after a big week last week from a volume standpoint. I still can't get over the fact that Mac Jones had over 600 air yards in that game. That did, we had to triple check to make sure that was, that was right. It is in fact right. And Jacoby Myers is going to benefit here from heavy volume. Christian Kirk at 8, 12% on him. <laughs> you picked him up in week two. You dropped him in week three. Here you go. Pick him up again in week four. Well, hopefully it didn't drop him. Hopefully we know who Christian Kirk is. Hopefully we know what that offense is. That is an explosive offense that is going to distribute the ball among four wide receivers plus a little bit of Max Williams. And then the, the running backs out of the backfield. So you're not going to get consistent high-level production out of every single player on this roster. But you are going to get high-level production out of basically every single player on this roster in given weeks. There is value to Christian Kirk, maybe not as a starter, but certainly on your bench. Sony Michelle. All right, 12% on Sony Michelle. Just simply for the fact that if Daryl Henderson, it does look like Daryl Henderson will be back. But if he is not healthy, which happens a lot with Daryl Henderson, Sonny Michelle's going to see a heavy workload. Henry Ruggs, 10%. Uh, wasn't a huge week this last week, but I do really like what we have going on here with the Raiders. Darren Waller's still the top target, but Henry Ruggs is going to be involved there. McCole Hardman, 8% scored a touchdown. I'll talk about Josh Gordon, but there's still value to McCole Hardman even when Josh Gordon uh, eventually is on this active roster. I'll talk about Josh Gordon. Trust me. All right, let's do a quick break. When we come back, my favorite tight end ad of the week. 
I tell you what, Tyler Conklin really impressed me. And this is a week where there there are some decent tight end ads, but Conklin, it's the athleticism. Now, he will be third, if not fourth, in the target pecking order. You know, you have the running back, whether it's Madison or Dalvin Cook. But I I prefer high ceiling. I don't want to catch and fall down guy at tight end. I want a higher ceiling guy. And that is exactly what Conklin showed us here in week three. 7% on him. 7% on Derek Carr. I believe it. He can be a top 15 fantasy quarterback Week in and week out, the way that they are running that offense. Curtis Samuel at 14 in my ranking, 7% on him. He looks like he will be back from injured reserve. There's plenty of value there. Kind of sneaky little ad. Dalton Schultz coming off the big Monday night game, 5% on him. The, the only challenge with Dallas is there are a lot of mouths to feed. So just keep that in mind. Taylor Heineke at 16. Taylor Heineke. I had him in a super flex league where he outscores Jalen Hurts. Not that it really would have mattered for me much, but kind of surprising the production he's been putting up. 5% on him, 5% on Sammy Darnold as well. Darnold playing good football there for the Carolina Panthers. If you're in a one quarterback league and people tend to hoard quarterbacks, it's not the worst idea to grab one of these guys. They obviously won't be uh, around in Superflex leagues. Emmanuel Sanders, 18 in my rank. He's only going 5%. He is the clear number three wide receiver. He only saw six targets. Yes, he scored two touchdowns, but that would be chasing the fantasy points. I want to chase the volume. Peyton Barber, 5%. John Gruden said he does expect Josh Jacobs to come back, so this is a stash play. I don't love Peyton Barber, but... I'm not going to deny the fact that he, you know, hey, he looked good this weekend. So there's value to stashing him. Uh, Josh Gordon, all right, 20. I'm going 5% on him. Let somebody else go crazy here. A, he is in, you know, he's he's on the practice squad. He's not on the 53-man roster. B, we've been down this road before many times. The most important thing for Josh Gordon in his fantasy value, it's making sure that, you know, things are good for him off the field. So hopefully he's in a good place right now. It's a it's a very intriguing landing spot, but remember, it's not 2013. You know, it's a long, long time ago at this point. Naeem Hines, 5%. He's a passing down back. There's some volatility there, so just, you know, keep that in mind with Hines. I actually think his teammate is very interesting at 22, Zach Paschal. 5% on him as well. He has six end zone targets already this year. Tony Jones, 23, 3%. Why Tony Jones? Because, hey, anything can happen. Injuries can happen, and he has a quality cuff. So you, if you're adding him, just be prepared to hang on to him. Just like A.J. Dillon, you should be holding on to him. Uh, Jameis Winston, 3%. I still think there is the potential for Jameis to be a, a solid fantasy option this year. Obviously, he has deficiencies, but he also has upside. Mike Kosicki, 3%. At 25 in my rankings, I, you know, hey, Brissett's going to look his way, but I just, I'm, I don't know if we're ready for the roller coaster ride. AJ Green, 3%, not as much upside there as Christian Kirk or Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore's uh, owned in too many leagues, so that's why he is not uh, mentioned here this week. Uh, anyway, um, 3% on AJ Green. Brian Edwards, same thing, 3%. If that offense keeps throwing the ball around the yard, he's going to have some value, but he is further down in the pecking order. At best, he's number three. He might be number four in, in Hunter Renfro weeks. Uh, so a little challenging. I'd rather roster Edwards than Renfro, though, just for the higher ceiling. 
Uh, Royce Freeman at 28, 3% on him as a just in case. We still don't know if, you know, Chuba Hubbard is actually the, the, the clear lead back. I mean, that's the assumption, but it's not 100% clear uh, with McCaffrey out. Uh, Canarius Tony at tw- uh, 29 in my rankings, 3% on him. They are banged up at wide receiver, so could be some value in the rookie. Another rookie at 30, Rashad Bateman, just 3%. We'll see what there is, is with Rashad Bateman. Uh, throw him on a bench and cross your fingers, basically, but he should be back this week. Hunter Hendry at 31, uh, 3% on him. Actually, out. Well, he outperformed Jonu Smith, outsnapped him is probably the most important thing, even though they had equal targets. Kendrick Bourne, his teammate at 32, 3% on him, heavy volume. Uh, Jalen Rager at 2%, still want a piece of that Philly offense. I'm still, um, I, they're not, they're not bad. I don't know if they're good. I, I'm really on the fence, but I still want a piece of it. How about this? 34, 35, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. If they're out there, I'm paying 2% on them. I don't think last week was an indicator of who Justin Fields is, and I still believe in the upside of Trey Lance when he gets the opportunity. Jacoby Brissett, 1%. He should be owned in all formats here with uh, with Tua on injured reserve until, you know, well, he's going to be out for at least two more games here. So Brissett has some value. He played pretty good football this weekend. Two tight ends to round it out. Gerald Everett, Pat Fryermuth, both of them at 1%. If you need help at tight end, maybe they could help you. Our drop list this week, Tua Tungavailoa, James White, Kenyon Drake. Hey, if he's going to get outperformed by Peyton Barber, do we need anything else? KJ Hamler on injured reserve. KJ Osborne, I think we got our answer uh, with him. And Jared Cook just isn't – you got to move on from tight end if it's not getting done, unfortunately. Holding Justin Fields, like I said, I don't believe that that was a great indicator of who he is. Holding Damian Harris in the right game scripts. He can put up some numbers. Uh, Allen Robinson, he's the ultimate buy low for me right now. Holding Rondale Moore, holding Robert Woods, in fact, buying low on him if I can. Uh, Here we go. If I have these defenses, I'm just going to start them. I'm not worried about streaming. Ready? Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, Washington, Chicago. Buffalo gets Houston. I don't have to say more. Tampa gets New England. That's some upside there against Mac Jones with the picks he threw last week. Uh, You face Daniel Jones with the Saints. You face Atlanta with Washington, and you face Detroit with Chicago. If you have those defenses from last week or from your draft, you're good. If you don't, move on. If you have Pittsburgh, move on. If you have Denver, you move on. If you have the freaking Rams, move on. You're facing Arizona this week. Move on. You can drop them. It's okay. Here's who I'm streaming. Cincinnati versus Jacksonville. I'm going to take advantage of the rookie quarterbacks. Tennessee versus the Jets. I'm going to take advantage of the rookie quarterback. Uh, Miami versus Indianapolis. I'm going to take advantage of Carson Wentz. And then finally, Indianapolis versus Miami. Jacoby Brissett revenge game. Thank you, schedule makers, by the way. But I'm still buying in that there's there's opportunity there for that Colts defense to get after uh, Jacoby Brissett. So there you go. Cincinnati, Tennessee, Miami, Indianapolis. They are our streamers this week. By the way, if you did spend a bunch of money on Carolina last week, you're facing Dallas this week. So yikes. Yes, I am dropping Carolina. That's it. 
All right, that does it for today. Tomorrow we'll be back. Rankings for week four fantasy football. FTNFantasy.com. Go check it out. At Jeff Radcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Radcliffe on Instagram, and I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Radcliffe, and I'm out.